I don't like bullies. I don't care where they're from. Welcome back, everyone, to Source of Screen Podcast, the podcast where we talk about our source material and how it translates to the big screen. Usually it's a silver screen. Sometimes it's a pixelated screen. Sometimes Did it's you know a small screen. Did you know that original film is made of silver? It has a little silver grains in it. And when they process it, they take out the silver and they sell it. Or some gonna, films like yes, to keep of it course in. I knew that. Some films like to keep the silver in because of the it has a certain look. Mm. That is the truth. That is true, true. Do you speak to real true, true? Real true, true. I am your host, Blueberry Probert, followed by my host, Gamer Complainer. Today, we're not going to talk about a specific adaptation of a of a film or a comic book, but today we're going to talk about the man, the Stan, the man, the Lee, the Stanley, the Stanley man, Stanley Lieber. He was a big inspiration. Everyone knows him. He's a household name. Um, But this is going to be a little tribute episode to some things you may not have known about him and some of his greatest work. Uh, We did have a a moment of tribute to Steve Ditko, who passed away a little bit ago. Uh, That man was pretty private, so it was hard to know stuff about him. But Stanley is, I think, a little bit more of an icon. Yeah, different level. They both did a lot of work, but I don't think Steve Ditko liked people. So I think that's why we're going to focus mostly on Stanley. I think you are very correct based off of the panel we, went panel to. we saw. Everyone's like, we didn't really know Steve. I had a phone call with him. I'm like, the person who's doing a panel had a phone call with Steve Ditko. And it, and it sounded it. like a very brief phone call. And I'm pretty sure in that that interview, he was like, how'd you get my number? <laughs> Who are you? Who are you? I'm the, I'm the head of Marvel. Not and? that fuckhead Stan <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so it's going to be about Stanley, the man. Uh, we're going to start the Stanley, the manly. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, some of the his best comics. So, do you want to start that off? I mean, obviously, Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, Amazing Fantasy Fifteen was his introduction to the character Spider-Man. Most people thought he was crazy because they're like, "No one likes spiders. Why would you do that, Stanley? Why would you make a spider be, you know, a man?" And right. No, no, no. The man does spider things. Mm-hmm. It's not a spider turned into a man. That's a very different right. comic. But people were very against this. They were like, oh, for sure. don't do that because that doesn't make sense. And also, he looked like a villain because he had a mask. That At the time, you know, they're like, no, he, vill- heroes don't have masks that much. He, like, Hitler didn't have a mask. Uh, I didn't. Uh, he had a mustache. He uh, don't know what that has to do. I, you are everything you're saying well, is right. Well, because he, <laughs> well, the little history. Stan Lee was a soldier in World War Two. Okay, that was you brought it back. Good and stuff. After after World War Two, he came back to New York and he was inspired to write comic books. My glasses were weird. That is true. That is all true. And one of his cameos, he is a veteran. But we will talk about that a little more. Um, do you want to talk about, I think another good comic to mention is uh, Captain America number three. He didn't create Captain America, but he was, that was his, his step in the door at Marvel. Uh, that's how he started. And he uh, invented the shield toss. So Captain America throwing a shield, that was Stanley's idea. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Uh, did you have another one? Or do you want to just take turns? Yeah, you can go. Well, you have a list. Our, our list is the same. Okay. 
Uh, Incredible Hulk, which was originally gray, and then there was a printer issue that made him green, and he's like, that looks cool. He's green now. <laughs> no explanation. Um, and uh, yeah, that was like one of his first uh, creations. He made a, a monster also semi-controversial at the time, but there were some other things similar to the Hulk in that sense, uh, but rarely a hero. Um, so that was uh, interesting. Uh, and then he got into wartime comics, which is uh, I, I actually know nothing about, but I read it on the, the, the spotlight of Stan Lee. A lot of these epi- these uh, comics were on the Marvel spotlight for Stan Lee. And I actually have one of those comics signed by Stan Lee. I own that. Which one? Uh, Stan Lee meets Spider-Man. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it is a, it is a pretty cool one. I, I own that one. What year is it from? Uh, I think it's 2006, but I can double check right yeah, it, so it's a more recent one. It's pretty recent. Uh, he didn't necessarily write it; like he approved it in the the information. But uh, yeah, it's a it was a whole thing dedicated. It was yep, two thousand six. Stanley meets Spider Man. He had a, a series of these, um, but his favorite two characters are Fantastic Four or properties are Fantastic Four. That's and so Spider Man. He loves Fantastic. It's a great series. I think it's his baby, right? It's kind That's of his why. baby, yeah. But yeah, it was that in Spider-Man. I think later years, he's like, man, Fantastic Four movies, nothing. So he kind of like leaned more Spider-Man. But yeah, those were his two favorite. Um, He also uh, helped create a lot of X-Men in Uncanny X-Men number nine. Uh, That was a big, um, I think that was his intro into the the series. And he created a lot of X-Men. I'm not sure which ones, but he created a bunch of them. There is a lot of X-Men, though. There's a lot of, there's there's at least a dozen per per series. There's at least a million per Um, the entire thing. He created the Fantastic Four with Jack Kirby. Uh, Jack Kirby and Stanley worked uh, together on almost all of these properties, including Spider-Man. Uh, Steve Ditko as well worked on some of those. Um, but the Fantastic Four was probably like like probably his proudest moment when like Galactus came. Like that was like when he like was making it like up in Marvel. Yeah. So that's uh, Fantastic Four number forty nine when uh, they uh, they go to Galactus. But yeah, Fantastic Four was like one of his babies, um, and he really he really cared about that one. Uh, we have one more on the Marvel spotlight. Some of those were f- not from the Marvel spotlights. Most of them are, uh, but this one was on there. It's uh, Legend of Four number nine. Uh, this one was actually pretty recent. I believe it was two thousand one, hmm. and he he he's credited as a writer. Sometimes they do that where they're like, oh yeah, he wrote it, and he looked at it and said that looks good. <laughs> but the guy's busy. <laughs> right. The guy's right. very busy. <laughs> he's got a whole empire. He's got to run. Mm. And then I put my favorite because he is credited as a writer. Uh, Spider-Man No More, which was one of my That's favorite. A one. That's a good comic. It was in Spider-Man 2. We'll probably uh, do an episode on that at some time. But yeah, that's definitely one of my favorite Spider-Man comics. Well, I do feel like he wrote some of them just because when he talks or when he used to talk in public, just when he talks about like how he he wants the right perception of heroes and how it's important that these heroes exist and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think he's a man who just, you know, showed up to work and was like, you write this, you write this. Like, just the way he talks about, like, Marvel and heroes, he has to have written something, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. that's just his his prerogative in life, which translates to the characters. And it feels like Stan Lee very much is like Spider-Man in terms of, like, how people should act in the world and how there needs to be heroes in the world and stuff like that. So. Right. He was definitely a man who who stood up to his morals, and we'll get to some of that in his uh, his uh, facts. Um, there's some, like, random facts in his contributions to Marvel. Um, actually, we can segue into some of the um, 
random facts and his um, contributions. So, like you were saying, like, as a hero, so the, one of the first things he did is he defied the comics code. This is something he's very famous for. So, if you don't know, the comics code was like, hey, you can't put this in comics. You can put this in comics. And even it's funny because there's an anti-drug reference that Stanley was like writing in most of his comics, even though some of his superheroes are drug-based superheroes. Or alcoholics. <laughs> I meant they get their powers from drugs. Oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> Apologize. But basically, um, <clears throat> they were like, the comics code was like, yeah, no more of that anti-drug stuff, which sounds like an interesting thing to put, but they were they were not about like mentioning drugs. It was supposed to be like oblivious. And he was like, oh, yeah, sure. Then he goes to his publisher and he's like, yeah, still put it in. <laughs> and he broke the comics code. Huge controversy. That's so weird that they'd be anti or not anti-drug. <laughs> I know it's confusing now, but like I guess comics were supposed to like hear no evil, see no evil, kind of. You know? What's the point of comics then? I don't know, but that's how he was kind of a hero in to that sense. To just like be funny or just to be. It's just supposed to, to be have for kids, purpose. and they don't want to. You know, they don't want their revenues. We don't want a to message, even though it's like a fairly good message. That's what I'm saying. Is like bad dad is like you're reading that shit about anti drugs, son. You little bastard. <laughs> Garbage. Well, maybe it's like. They can't have anti-drugs if you don't show drugs. I guess. <laughs> no, man, it's just Unless really then kids odd. are going to be like, what the hell's an anti-drug? It's not like he's anti, you know, something like really extreme. Like, yeah, it wasn't no very... women's rights. And they're like, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. <laughs> Keep that um, in. Uh, no civil rights. Which, you know, I mean, Marvel's always been about that. And Stanley said that. I didn't write it down. But uh, what was he said about, like, it will always reflect the, like, views of like what's um, the the current climate of yeah. the of the world marvel will always just kind of respect the personal heroes and that the rights of everyone and just like those agendas that everyone is it included yeah like in that that's very apparent after you know the 1960s they're like okay civil rights we're gonna create a black superhero black panther bunch Boom. of black superheroes Right. After that. A bunch. Some Don't of them are a little ex- exploited, but you know, they had to start somewhere. They started. <laughs> if you like if you read the older Black Panther or Luke Cage stuff, you're like, "Oh. Okay. <laughs> okay. We're we're going that well, direction." I'm just going to take it at its face value. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, and I find it ironic because, you know, there's so so many people that are like, "This character can't play be played by a black person, blah blah blah." I'm like, "Well, if you listen to Stanley talk, he doesn't give a shit for yeah. the most part. He's that was like, uh, that was funny because like Josh Trank, who directed Fantastic Four or Fan Four Stick, whatever you call it, uh, is like, "I'm gonna make the Human Torch black," and like everyone was in a room, and he like looks around, and goes like, uh, "Okay, why are you telling me? <laughs> like, just do it." And like, yeah. like at this point, he's like way past the game. Like you know, he's not like uh, producing or anything. Uh, he's probably like cool, but yeah, he was about that. Um, another random fact, I, don't, I mean, um, is that he, you know, he wrote training films for the army with Dr. Seuss. Uh, I think that's pretty interesting. Um, yeah. Dr. Seuss. Yeah. That's all the notes said. I wanted to read more. It didn't even have like a link or anything. I'm like, I want to know more about that. But yeah, they wrote, uh, the army training film or they helped. Yeah. Write the, the scripts for the training films. You, you think they put the same thing in a cap? One? America. We're gonna find out. We're gonna find that out if that's like the like the little the uh, same video or yeah, something. Yeah, the war bond videos in the beginning of Captain America. We're gonna find out. Um, let's see. Oh, uh, do do do. 
Let's see. His contributions to Marvel. He basically saved the business single-handedly, and that's kind of how he became an icon. Like most of these properties, he hadn't a hand in, and that's why a lot of people, you know, say that he, you know, he took a lot of credit, but he was in a lot of places, you know. Mm-hmm. He was just all over the place, sometimes more, sometimes less. Yeah. Um, he really popularized comics, and, you know, like he became an icon, not just for Marvel, but as comics as a whole. Oh, for sure. Um, he's a rebel he's definitely a rebel my favorite quote was when people were like do you think digital comics will take over and he's like they're like boobs you know they look good on a screen but sometimes they're better in your hand why is this man so like profound in the weirdest way he's like they're sometimes great but sometimes you want to hold them and i'm like i mean i can't relate to that as a a, a man i can relate to that i guess dick would be the uh the alternative, but I'm like... Dicks don't look good on screen. That's, that's what I mean. Yeah, so let's just say uh, puppies. Oh, there we go. Puppies. There Comics go. are like that's puppies. It. That's the one. <laughs> That'll get me. Probably should have. Yeah, he could have used a bunch of metaphors, but I, as a, as a teenage as a boy, male. I was like, wee! Boobies. I don't think I... Right. No, boobies, no. boobies, boobies, boobies. Okay. <laughs> he also, well, he wrote, what, Daredevil as well? And uh, he, The Avengers. He's written a bunch of comics. Contributed. Yeah. Him and Jack Kirby created the Avengers. I think he wrote it, but I don't think he like came up with the conceptual. For sure. Well, I just wanted to include that he did. No, he create, he like, had some work help in there. Yeah, with that. Um, he uh, definitely became an icon for comics as a whole. Oh, for sure. And it was unfortunate. I mean, you know, it's you know, it's great. It's really sad that he's gone because he's been a very important figure in 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 my life and many nerds' lives. Um. Many, but he, many a nerd. Many, many a nerd. But uh, he passed away at 95. He lived a very healthy, long life um, and lived most of that with his wife. So, Yeah, that's one of my favorite stories. That he talks about how he met his wife. Oh, uh, I actually don't. I don't know it. You never listen to that? Well, t- say it. Just say it on the podcast. We'll both learn. Oh, well, he just he saw her and he didn't know her name and like she wouldn't give the name or something. And then. He's like, man, you're so beautiful. He said, "You're the most beautiful woman he'd ever seen," and he got married like not like literally a week later or some shit like that. Oh, was it at a restaurant? After. No, it was at a panel. He talked about his wife and how he, how they met. They met in New York. No, wait, did they meet at a restaurant though? No, they. She was at her job. Oh, very she, nice. She was like a seamstress or something, or she worked in some kind of shop. And then he walked in, and he's like, "She was the most gorgeous woman I'd ever seen in my life," and I knew I had to marry her. Dope. Yeah. Legends. And they were married until she passed away. No, it was a very long time. She was in some of her cameos. And in, in, in the Marvel, I think he's in Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure. One of those movies. He's got a lot of cameos. Um, we're going to talk about some of our cameos and, and personal moments because we've we've met him on two occasions. Um, but uh, let's see. Um, his last random fact is I know his favorite cameo, according to him. His favorite cameo is it was in Fantastic Four: Rise of the Silver Surfer, mm. which is interesting. It was inspired by the story of Reed Richards and Sue Richards, or Sue Richards getting married. Mm. And I guess Jack Kirby and Stanley had a cameo, or like in the comic, where they're trying to get into the wedding, and they're like, "Yeah, you're not here." And they're like, "Wait, we we created them," and they get <laughs> kicked out. And that's what happens in the movie. So I didn't know that before I made my list, but that um, that almost makes it my favorite. It's like really close. I think it's really great. That is cute. Um, well, we both agree on the the one from Spider Man Three. Yeah, that's definitely the the best one because that's his most sort of profound one. 
it, it, that he's done. It's kind of like the like the big start of the cameos because he's done a bunch, but that was like his big start. Like that's when they got big because usually they were just like moments. Well, pretty quick seconds. No, I mean that's like really the only one that he actually has a real line. Minus what? Uh, is it? It's not Guardians, is it? Well, that I think that's his first speaking line as a cameo. No, I'm pretty sure it is. No, then which one is? I don't know. But I don't think there's ones before. I think that. you're. I think you're a liar. That's what I think. I'm a liar. Okay, so let's go into our favorite uh, cameos. Which ones are your favorite? Definitely Spider-Man three. Mm-hmm. I like him as Hugh Hefner in Iron Man and Larry King in Iron Man. He is Larry King. I for, I was thinking about it. Ah, that's a good. One. That's good. Uh, Guardians is pretty good. When he's one? with the Watchers. Guardians too. I, that's on my was list. He, he wasn't in Doctor Strange, was he? Or was he? I don't remember. He was. It's it's very brief. He's like, I think he sees magic and goes whoa or something like that. I can look it up. That was lame. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Whoa. Uh, Stan Lee, Doctor Strange. You you keep talking. <laughs> Uh, what's another one I like a lot? I like the Incredible Hulk, the Ed Norton one, where he drinks the the soda. Oh yeah, that is a good one. Uh, yeah, he's in the bus. Stay, uh, Doctor Strange and and Baron Mordo like crash into a bus, and he's like reading a newspaper. Cool. Yeah, that's a weak one. Pretty weak. So those are my most most of my favorites. Mm-hmm. My favorite cameos. Um, I put this isn't like my favorite. But I, I I saw it. His first official cameo is in the Incredible Hulk series with Lou Ferrigno. Uh, he's one of the jury members during yeah, one of the trials. Yeah. So that's that's Good cute. Stuff. And he's very young uh, comparatively. What that was what like nineteen eighty? I think it's seventy nine. Or is it eighty eight? You know, it's got to be before that, right? That, that's what it said on online, but I don't know. But that's crazy. We, we all know like the seventies, eighty series. They are way ahead of their time. Already doing cameos. Mm-hmm. And then Spider Man three would probably be my personal favorite. Like like you said. Um and then Guardians too because everyone had this theory that he was in all these movies he must be like a watcher and that movie basically confirmed it I think I jumped in the theater and oh said, yeah you I knew it I knew it we need like a top Tristan moment or sorry Blu-ray Probert moment with uh <laughs> with you where uh, you just lose your shit in Marvel movies maybe yeah. I'll make the list definitely Red Skull oh my god out of out of like the entire Avengers Fucking Infinity War film. Red Skull. You lose your shit when you see Red Skull. And then the friends that were around us were like, why is he? They're like, who's the problem? Who the fuck is this guy? What is happening? Why does Hugo Weaving have a red face? <laughs> well, Hugo Weaving's uh, voice CGI actor. Yeah. Um, I really like the Winter Soldier one. When the dude at the theater is like, or no, the guy at the museum is like, Oh, I am so fired. I just love that line because Captain America steals all the outfits. It, it's it's great. And then I put Hugh Hefner. Yeah, Iron Man 2. Wait, is it, is it one or two? I think it's two. It's the first one. It is the first one. And, and the, the second, second one is Larry, Larry King. Because it's like this weird perspective. Like it's from Iron Man's POV. Yeah, yeah, and he's yeah, looking yeah, and then yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah, hey, yeah, Larry. Yeah, and then yeah. Stanley's just like, just shakes his what's hand. What's up? <laughs> And you could tell he enjoyed making them. Oh, for sure. And I, I guess he has recorded a couple in the near future, so we'll be seeing more Stanley, and that's gonna really break my fucking heart. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be Dude. tough, but it's gonna be beautiful. I really, I really want this picture. If I can get like a good copy of it, there's a picture of the everyone in the ten year 
like bracket of films mm-hmm. like it was done by variety or something like that like a really big picture mm-hmm. and stan lee's in the middle and i really just want like a framed, a framed photo of all of that. the actors oh, that'd be beautiful yeah and him in the dead center mm-hmm. it, they did like a whole uh behind the scenes video and everyone was like this is we're like literally fanning like fangirling out because this dude is here another super is here and then this person wants to see me like mm-hmm. and then stands here and it's just like a really awesome like behind the scenes definitely sounds like thing. a good time it's Damn. a huge they're like this is one of the biggest pictures we ever fucking taken so many fucking actors Beautiful. in this yeah. that's another thing uh jeff was in that video too kobayashi mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah we met the assistant director he was a very cool guy didn't tell a shit about the film. Also met the <laughs> producer of the all the Marvel movies, Michael Grillo. You did. Yeah. I did not. He's a I really did not cool get dude. that opportunity. <laughs> I'm very upset by that opportunity. He he doesn't understand it, but he's still passionate about it and he's like, that's really cool. And glad you guys like it. <laughs> basically. You make me a lot of money. <laughs> he's a cool guy. Oh, I'm sure. Um let's see. I think that was it for the. Oh, that was what I was going to say is uh, Tom Holland looks like young Stan Lee. Which Does is, he? Yeah, they have a picture of Stan Lee very young, and his eyes are identical to Tom Holland's, and their haircut is very similar when he's Spider Man. Interesting. Because uh, Peter Parker is originally based off Stan Lee and Steve Ditko's kind of appearance. Mixed together. Mostly Ditko, in my opinion. But like Stan Lee, very young, looks just like Tom Holland. It's like eerily surprising. See, I thought Tom Holland kind of looked like Ultimate Spider-Man, but I'm like on and off about it because Ultimate Spider-Man that. has like these big like bug eyes, Anime eyes. and then and Tom, Tom Holland, Holland has, has like small eyes. She's like, "Hello, Governor." Only people on the live feed can see your face. The, the podcast <laughs> you're just breathing on. You're like, <laughs> they can imagine it. I I guess use your imagination. That's what podcasting is about. No, it's not. Yeah, we're supposed to be sitting in their cars, yeah. at their desks, in their homes. The perch. For me, it's in the kitchen. I always just listen to podcasts when I'm washing dishes. Yeah, they're cooking with you. The podcast purge would be a good name for a podcast. No, it wouldn't. Yeah, it would. I... They're like in your homes, up in your shit. No, that sounds terrifying. Yeah. It's supposed to be immersive, <laughs> not invasive. Well, both. No. You I... Can't you be immersively invasive? Yes, that's not good. I don't want it. I don't want our podcast <laughs> or to be like that. Basically immersed. I don't know. Um, you want no, to? that's cra- that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Did they you have anything you wanted to mention? Uh, he's a good guy. He's a good. He's a good guy. We met him a couple times. Um, when you met him, he wasn't really able to sign comics anymore. Well, you know what? He still had a smile on his face. He I think did. that's what's that really was cool. Nuts. He was excited to still meet everyone, even though he, you know, he had been there all day. He's tired. He's old. He always has a fucking smile on his face. Mm-hmm. He's just excited to be here. And I can't imagine what it feels like for him. Imagine if you started Marvel, basically, and to go to Comic Con or to see all those movies and like. Not even that it's making billions of dollars, just that people are so passionate about it and everyone wants to see it. And that's your work. So no wonder he's got a fucking smile on his face. I think that's awesome. I'll be honest. When I first met him in 2011, I was a little much. Can we play that like audio? I think we were just going to upload it to the Instagram. That's what I was going to do. Can we play the audio, though? If you want to do that after, you you 100% can. It does sound odd, but basically... <laughs> 
I was really sad because I wanted to get an autograph with him, and a friend of mine was at the other end of Comic Con. He's like, "Oh, he's over here." So I ran across Comic Con. Keep in mind, I'm in a full Legend of Zelda costume. Didn't make a lot of sense. Was but, this the spaghetti one? Yeah, the spaghetti hair one. Anyways, I run and I have like a Hylian shield, which is about like ten pounds, and a Master Sword on my back, ten pounds, and I have a bag with a bunch of comics and shit I bought. Right. Maybe another two, three pounds. So I'm running with like you know, ten pounds, fifteen pounds, somewhere in between there of stuff. A mile, like a mile and a half long across this convention center full of people going down up escalators. By the time I get to the Indigo Ballroom, he left. I was devastated. That was my first day of Comic-Con and I basically cried because I was like, I wanted to meet him so bad. The next day, my friends and I are in the video game section and there's this little marquee sign, like literally like the size of like a clipboard. And it says, meet Stanley, take ballot ticket. I'm like, well, this is full of shit, but on the off chance, it's not. I took it, and I was one of the first people to take it. I was like top 10. Because you didn't believe Yeah, because I'm like, it's full of shit, but my friends and I all took one, and we all got comics signed by Stan Lee because like, he really showed up, and once he showed up, boom, people galore. Tickets were out in a minute once he showed up because no one's like, I'm not going to do that. You think they do that on purpose? I have Like no they idea. try and, because when we saw him that other time, it was like hella low key. He wasn't like at a panel. He wasn't where you're supposed to sign stuff. Right, he was in a random area. That wasn't near like Marvel or anything. And we it's just surprising. walked up and we're like, Stanley's right there. And you're like, no, he's not. And I'm like, he's right there. And you're like, oh, yeah. What that, the fuck? That is him. And then all these people like he was started showing near up. the Marvel booth, but he wasn't at the Marvel booth. No, he, he was at this like he was celebrity like autograph booth, which is interesting because he's, I mean, he is a celebrity, but he was like near the exit. Right, right. Maybe right. that's there's a reason why. Uh, <laughs> trying to bounce. I see what you're saying. But yeah, that's. So then you met him. I did meet him. So when I met him, I said, I'm your biggest fan. I chased you all over Comic-Con. I regret that part. But <laughs> I said, I love you. And he just said, thank you. And like the deepest, like the voice was so much deeper than I expected. I was like, like, oh, thank damn. you, young he, man. Yeah. He's like, I was like, oh, this is this is a real man. He shook my hand. I took a picture with him and he signed the Stanley meets Spider-Man comic. My friend got uh spider-man no more signed by him it's probably in an eight point eight point condition we have to still get it authenticated but that is probably worth a lot and mine is probably too i just haven't evaluated mine in a while and uh, i don't know why you didn't swap with them why'd you give him that one i like spider-man meets stanley it means so much more it's a really good comic i know it is i also got him to sign the first edition of spider-man it's not like amazing final fantasy number one but it's a reprint so it's kind of like the original. It's the best I could do. I'm a kid, man. I can't afford shit. I was 15. Well, yeah, Spider-Man it's no 2011. More. Is that a reprint or is that OG? Uh, that is an OG one. He paid 20 bucks for that, but it's not in great condition. Doesn't matter. It's not in great condition. Doesn't matter. But I'm glad you met him. That's not what it's about. Right. It's not it's about, about that. You have the memory of meeting him, and I think that's awesome. It was really He's a really nice memory. man. Awesome, man. Honestly, he made me feel so great. Um, one thing I read was that when he passed away, he's like, everyone's grandpa died. Like, the world's grandfather <sighs> has passed away. And I'm like, yo, that's so true. It, 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 I didn't even think, I didn't hear that. That is so fucking true. Uh, I'm I'm not going to lie. I didn't take it great. I was having a rough week, and no, I did I mean, not take it. Of, I did not take that great. We went through a lot of shit. I knew it was coming, but I did not take that at all well. And it was On sad. top of you doing something involved. Right. I was working on a... I can't I'm not gonna say it. It was a related project to superhero stuff. And that is all I will say. I'm not saying anything. Shh. I'm saying nothing. NDA. I know I signed an NDA. I said I worked on a related project. And there was a bunch of nerds there. And they were sad too. 
They were very sad. And I was just like, he was so, I mean, like, what I said to one of them was, I was like, he made me feel so great about being a nerd. And I, I'm just glad he took the time to like, you know, make me feel good about being a sweaty nerd. And he's like, the, the guy said something. He's like, well, he was a sweaty nerd at one time too. So probably was no problem at all. And it just made me really, I don't know, made me feel really good. Like it was just like a really satisfying feeling. And I'm really glad that he lived a lot. I think he lived his best life. And, you know, and that's what's important. For sure. Like I said, it's awesome that he got to see all of his his creation like Touch blow the up. whole world. Yeah. And but in a positive way. Like who doesn't like Marvel movies or there's no one in the world that's like I fucking hate everything about comic books. Everything fucking sucks. Like they make a lot of people really happy. Ethan Hawk and your friend Kevin. Well, Ethan <laughs> Hawk is now like can I be in one? <laughs> oh, is he saying that? Yeah. That's fucking funny. It's probably why he's like, no one's put me in a movie. They suck. <laughs> well, yeah, it is funny because there's people like, you know, Joaquin Phoenix and shit like that. It's It was after Christian Bale was fucking oh, Batman. Oh, people are like, oh. Christian Bale is being in a comic book movie and everything fucking changes. Yeah, Christian Bale's just like, yeah, I'm down for anything. Really. Just well, don't get that of. prick on the set. <laughs> I'm going to be Dick Cheney. I'm going to gain 50 pounds and lose all my hair. BRB. Yeah, dude. Can't wait to see that, actually. I'm actually excited. I've seen some trailers, and it looks better than the first ones did. So I'm excited as well. And Sam Rockwell's George Bush. Very interesting choice, but it works. I think it's great. Um, Yeah, I think that's about it. Yeah. We're going to miss you, Stanley. Yeah, man. You a lot. Everyone's missed. Hey, I'm missing you. Dearly. Excelsior, my friends. I hope you guys all have a great day. Excelsior. I don't like bullies. I don't care where they're from.